0: Authority in marriage. Authority in marriage. It's so good. It's so good. What God creates is good. What Satan does is pervert it. Where marriage is in the United States right now is perverted. And it's time that we get some truth. We carry all this baggage and junk around. And do you remember Sunday morning? I said this two weeks ago last Wednesday night. We have these thoughts on how the man is to be with the woman and the the word submit and the word sacrifice. We need to hit the delete button and we need to start again because we're messed up. What God has is good. Marriage is good. What we need to do every time we step in here, every time you get out your Bible to pray, every time you turn on some praise and worship music, we need to pray. God, teach me truth. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. He wants to teach you. And we need to position ourselves to be ready to be taught. What, does anybody remember, what is the husband's job description? One word. It's good. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. It is love. To love the wife as Christ loved the church. Sacrificially. It's, it's real important, men, that we allow this word sacrifice to really dig in. To really dig in. Even if you're a student, if you're married or you're not married, we need to get this word. Sacrifice. Men, say this with me. Say sacrifice. Sacrifice. Now, I said this last time also. For the ladies, what is the one word that describes the ladies' role in the marriage? Submission. The men's role is sacrifice. The women's role is submission. We're going to get into that. First Corinthians 11, 3 says, now I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. Anything with no head is dead and anything with two heads is a freak. Two heads doesn't work. One head. And the Lord lays it out right here. And husbands, I'm not nor is God talking about rights. We are talking about responsibility. God in his sovereignty has placed the leadership of the relationship. He has placed the umbrella of authority in the hands of the man. The husband is supposed to be the leader of the relationship. Last time we looked at how the husband is supposed to love, is supposed to love his wife. They are supposed to love sacrificially and go back and download this. If you didn't get this from last time, but they're also to love selflessly. This is how Jesus loves us. This is how Jesus loved the church. He loved it sacrificially. He gave everything and he loved it selflessly. What did Jesus do? It says that he submitted his will to the father. He submitted his will to the will of the father. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross and he rose again and he submitted his will to the father. So I, as a man, as a husband to Elizabeth, I have to submit my will to the father. I have to submit my will. Not my will be done, but yours. Men, are you with me? Now it's it, it's important that we know the will of the Father. Jesus showed us how, we, he, how he loved the church was by submitting what he wanted to do what the Father wanted. Right? So, so he gave us the example. Men, we are to find out what God wants us to do as a husband, and he says, Look at Jesus and the church. What did Jesus do for the church? What was God's will for me to love Elizabeth like Jesus loved the church? That is God's will, and I've got to be willing to die for her. I've got to be willing to die to myself. I've got to be willing to die to my wishes, to my wants, to my ego, to my sins, to my rebellions. To my authority issues let me tell you I grew up in a rebellious person I was very rebellious as a husband that doesn't work it says that rebellion is as the same as witchcraft it puts me in bed with Satan not saying my wife that, that didn't come out right. <laughs> You know, it doesn't take it. All I got to do is just open my mouth. But if I'm a rebellious husband, I am teeming with Satan. Paul, you're taking that a little bit too far. No, I'm not at all. Rebellion is as witchcraft. I have got to be willing to lay what I want down. Let me tell you, you're going to have a happy wife if the husband's willing to lay what he wants down. Amen. I'm telling you, it has to work. Either God's plan works or it doesn't. People come into my office regularly saying, my wife's got to change. This has got to change. This has got to change. I'm like, you're all messed up. You got to change. Quit worrying about changing her. That's not your job. Your job is not to change her. Your job's to find out what are you supposed to do. And I promise you, you line up with God, God will work it out. You can't work it out for her. She is her own person. They want to bring up the submit word. You want to go down the wrong road with me? That's what you do. Don't bring that up. He doesn't say husbands make your wives submit. That's controlling. That's bullying. God's not a bully. God's not a bully. Jesus didn't bully. Jesus loved. And even though we abused him and abused him and abused him, he kept loving. I've got to be willing to lay my th- my stuff down. It's big, man, it's big. So I'm to love my wife sacrificially, I'm to love my wife selflessly, and finally I'm to love my wife steadfastly. Jesus loves us with a love that is consistent. It never stops. When did Jesus ever drop the umbrella and walk out on the church? Never. We take advantage. We mess up. Jesus never walks out on us. He is totally committed to us. And, guys, husbands, too many of us have dropped the umbrella and walked out on our marriage. We've treated it like a contract, not a covenant. Always looking for loopholes. Then you hear, yeah, well, it's better for the kids. Really? Ask the kids. Yeah, God just wants me to be happy. No, he doesn't. He wants you to be a covenant keeper. In being a covenant keeper, you will be happy. I, years ago, I had an employee at an express Lube come into me and talk about his marriage and say his marriage is failing. And he said, Paul, I like to go out every night and be with my guys and my wife can't take it. You know, I, I, I can understand, but he wasn't in the place to, to see her side. And I said, try going home one night and don't be ugly, do the right thing. It's going to be hard. You're not going to want to do it. Have you ever heard the expression, fake it until you feel it? Or fake it until you make it? I like fake it until you feel it. I've told you all the story about me giving my daughter a bath. The first few times I gave my daughter a bath, I hated it. I didn't hate giving my child a bath. I hated that I was doing it. And that her dad did it, so I should do that. That was the biggest reason her dad did it. Well, then I'm definitely not going to do it. My dad never gave me a bath, praise the Lord. (laughs) And it wasn't until she was eight months pregnant with Pete, trying to carry Rita Marie up to take a bath, she had had given up. She wasn't fussing at me anymore. She just, he's just not going to do it. Not that I'm going to do this and I'm not going to like it. I'm just going to choose. I'm just not going to like it, but I'm going to do it. And y'all, you know, the rest of the story, it's become one of my most precious things. In fact, I'm probably weeks to months away from it being over and it's killing me. My youngest is already starting to take showers with my next to youngest. And I I don't know that I've told you, but I I see the writing on the wall. I still fuss about giving her a bath every now and then because it's just a thing to do. But once I get up there, she makes bubble soup and she, I mean, her whole, she's in a whole nother world. And I'm a part of it. And I get served. What do you want in it, daddy? If I don't say the right thing, she'll tell me what she has. And she'll serve it. And she expects me to partake of it. But I would have missed that blessing. And I told this individual, just go home. Just go home. Your friends will be okay. Go home. And then come and talk to me the next day. And all I would have told him the next day was, let's try another day. And let's try another one. And let's keep at this until we get it. What you can't see on the other side is how good it's going to be. I can tell you how good it's going to be, but you don't see it. You see how bad it is. Marriage is good. Marriage is good. God is a covenant keeper. God is a covenant keeper. It is not about feelings. It's not about emotion. It's not about commitment. It's about commitment and feelings will follow. Have you ever seen that if you will start doing the right thing, even when you don't feel it, that the feelings come later? Doing the right thing sometimes doesn't feel right at first. Sometimes it's hard. But when you stick with it, the feelings come with it. Love's the same way. You get married and it's infatuated and you're all passionate. And then reality sets in. And either you go one way or the other. If you're willing to work on it. You grow so much closer. You grow so much closer. It's not about feelings. And until you get that down, you'll never understand God's beauty, his authority, or your responsibility as a man. When did Jesus walk out? When did he turn his back? Never. We've got too many weak men. And let me tell you, I am preaching to the choir. I know Elizabeth saying, you know what? I You doing, you're not doing all this. You do. Yeah, we'll have a little talk afterwards. Yeah. What'd you say? Huh? Yeah. You know, so many times we as husbands say, I don't want to lead. It's too much. It's too many responsibilities. And then there's some men that, and some women that, that when the man starts to lead, you know, the woman says, oh, yeah, I want him to be the spiritual le- leader. But down deep, you don't. Down deep, you don't. Down deep, you don't want him to. And that down deep, you don't let him. <laughs> I love this. I feel for you, brother. First Peter. She's going, oh, that is so funny. Somebody's going to have to give the CD. I'll, I'll fill that in. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel. It goes on to say, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers May not be hindered. It's so easy to miss this. When the marriage is messed up, the the prayers are hindered. You wonder why you are where you are. Husbands, there is a reason to line up. God gives us the reason. He gives us reasons to be motivated. So that our prayers won't be hindered. I can't afford For my prayers to be hindered. Let me ask you a question about this the weaker vessel. Ladies, you can answer this. Which is weaker, gold or steel? Gold. You're the gold. We're the steel. Husbands are the steel, steel headed, men of steel. What's more expensive? What's more precious? What's weaker, silk or denim? Silk. What's worth more? Ladies, you're silk. You're precious. You're beautiful. You're awesome. Do you see how we want to see that? We want to see that as inferior. It's not inferior. It's precious. And men, we are to treat our wives precious on a pedestal. I said the other day that I, me and my trophy wife, I have a trophy. That's not funny. She laughed at it. She liked it though. She made me, I didn't know it was because I said that boy. (laughs) All right. Oh, oh! Well, then, I thought maybe you made it because I said it. They I didn't. I might say it again, but you know, we need the picture of of the way Jesus sees the church as precious, as willing to go and search for that treasure, and when he finds it, he goes and buys the land, and he goes and gives everything that he has for it, and he dies for it. He goes through pain for it. He gives everything that he has for it. Can you see how our picture of our wife, what our picture men is to be? Jesus sees the church as his prize. Precious. Precious. Treat and love your wife that way. Put her on a pedestal. She's looking for somebody to lead. Somebody to protect her. Someone to love her passionately. And with a purpose and power and strength. Men are to be strong. Me, strong. (laughs) Me, Tarzan. It's funny, but you know what? Come on. Men aren't men anymore. (laughs) This is such a tricky thing. It's like. Going out here on 111 and walking on that that lake right now, it'd be tricky. You know, because it's frozen. I'm not saying I'm going to go walk on water. I'm saying it is. It's tricky. It doesn't need to be. God's word is good. We need to be willing to hear and to do. Don't just be hearers. Be doers. Men, be doers. Good place to start. Good place to stop. We'll just stop right here. I'm right on the edge of going into the women and it'll be short. That's the way it goes when the man's preaching it. I'm sorry. I had Elizabeth probably a year or two ago preach on submission. I'll let her battle that. I feel like that I'm in this little rowboat and all the ladies are in their big battleship ready to toss a couple grenades at me. Well, I'm a, I'm going to cut and run. Uh, come on, honey, if you need to share for just a minute.
1: Okay. Up, uh, ooh, that's loud. At the, sorry, at the information booth back here, we have these cards that are directions and about the community coat drive Community Coat Connection is what we're calling it, but it's this Saturday, and I know that a lot of our members are out in the community, and if you know anybody who needs a coat, just off the top of your head today, we don't mind at all for you to select one for them. I know, like, for example, the Oling Houses volunteer a lot at Helping Hands, and so if you know of a specific need, I think Sharon was here tonight, Sharon? She's right there. There you are. So maybe see Sharon about that tonight. And then also, if anybody would like to volunteer, it's not too late for you to come out Saturday. And I wanted to tell you, I've already got some really positive feedback from the community. I feel like I had a phone call today from a family that goes to another church here in town. And she called and said, "Um, I just wanted to tell you, I think it's great what you guys are doing. And if for some reason you have anybody come and you don't have a coat for them, we'd like to buy it. And so that was so nice. And Not just one coat. Yeah. I don't know how many they're willing to buy, but she said, just let me know what you need. So I really feel like the community is grabbing hold of that. You know, that was one person, but I know it's on Channel 7. These have gone out to the schools, you know. So we just want to pray that this will be a blessing and that the Lord's provision, the Lord will provide all the coats we need. So anyways, come out. It's not too late to be a part of it, and it's cold, so we need to I hope. think
0: it'll be good, too. I think you'll see the need of people, and uh, those of you that went with me to uh, Uganda, be very similar to those that came come for groceries and just how impactful it is and your ability to, to talk to somebody about the Lord, and uh, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Lord, we just lift up those that are hurting. Lord, we lift up the, the families. Lord, I lift up marriages. Lord, I just ask you that somehow, Lord, that we learn to access your power. That the church would would start to to really see you move. Lord, we've done something wrong. And people in third world countries, Lord, see you move mightily. And, Lord, I ask for breakthrough over America and over the American church. Lord, we got it. We have to have it. We have to have you. And, Lord, over Saturday, we just pray that the needy would come. And, Lord, that the provision would be made. Lord, I thank you for the families that have called and said we'll give. And we don't know how many we can give, but just give us the total number. Lord, thank you. You've come to our rescue at every time. Lord, over Clay Smith, we just plead the blood of Jesus over him. And we thank you for our military. We thank you for America and a free nation that was that was created under God, under the authority of God. We pray for him that he be skillful and wise and do a great job. Thank you, Lord. And we just ask for him to come back safely. Over those others that are here in the church, Charles Taylor and others that are that are serving our nation. Lord, we just plead the blood of Jesus over them. We just ask for a miracle over Randy Pigman. We just ask for a miracle over his foot. Just bless them, Lord. And Lord, give us a great rest of the week. We pray for Joe McGee, and I ask that the Holy Ghost come on him, and he just have a word for us. And just pray for our church, our youth, our college, our uh, children, all our workers. I just thank you. Thank you for sharing and everything that her and Karen and Joe and uh, Elizabeth and Lee and all that have done for this coat drive. Lord, I just ask that you bless it Saturday. Just bless our church. Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Yes, sir.